Welcome to the Christian Center's Sermon of the Week. We know by now that it's thankful. It's Thanksgiving today. So I thought as we just quickly look at a, a beautiful little picture of Thanksgiving this morning, just to bite into it, see what it is, and how do we affect it. So the first question I thought is, is Thanksgiving something that we do the first week in December every year? Yes and no, because we're doing it today, but it's deeper than that. So then maybe is, is Thanksgiving uh, something that we do because we were brought up well and we've got manners? It's, it, well, it's part of it, but it goes deeper than that. Is Thanksgiving something that we do when things go well or we're blessed with a job or God does something in our lives? Yes, it is, but it goes deeper than that. So I would like us, let's just have a look into it, see what the Word says about Thanksgiving. The Bible is filled with commands to give thanks to God, and most verses go on to list a reason like, He's good. We heard that now. His mercy is everlasting. His love endures forever and so many more. So give thanks because of those things. Um, if, if we go to, uh, there, there are so many scriptures, but because of time, I'm going to pick a few. Psalm 92 verse 1 says this. It says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name most high, to show forth your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness at night. So as these scriptures unfold, we see that Thanksgiving is an all day, it's an every day, it's part of our lives, and as we go on, you're going to see that it's actually a part of our heart as well. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We've already been doing that. It says, be thankful to his name and bless him. Listen to what Isaiah says in 12, Isaiah 12 verse 4, it says, and in that day you will say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his deeds among the peoples, like Trevor's just done. Make mention of his name, that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things that are known throughout all the earth. You know, people in the earth, even those that don't want to serve God, they know that he's God, but they choose to you know, live this life or whatever it is they want to do. But they know, they know there's something deeper, there's something bigger. Psalm 50 says, offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, as we go through some of these, listen to what 1 Thessalonians says. It says, rejoice always. Listen to this. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it's actually God's will. So you see the Bible, is God's word is, is full of it. It's not something that we do once a year or now and again. It comes from a heart. I love this one in Philippians 4. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So if I interpret that scripture correctly, even when I'm in need of something or there's something I'm facing, I can pray, but I can thank God for the answer that I'm expecting. And then on top of that, his peace fills my heart. Isn't God awesome? Isn't, it, isn't you know, the God we serve a mighty God? Thanksgiving is the basic response of a soul that recognizes the existence of a personal almighty and loving God. It's the basic response. 
Thanksgiving, I want to say, is fundamental to us as believers. We can't leave it out of our lives. We can't leave it out. We just can't. It's fundamental because it, it's, it is the only means of communicating with a loving God, listen to this, that is inclusive of worship, prayer, faith, holiness, giving, and sacrifice. The only time we can do all of those things, six things together, is when we are giving thanks. I don't think that, I mean, we can pray, but then we're praying. We can worship, but then we're worshiping. But when we're giving thanks, it's worship, it's prayer, it's faith, it's holiness, it's giving, and it's sacrifice. It is probably the most important practice and attitude that we as a believer can develop. Probably. I'm not saying it is, but it probably is. Thanksgiving will also help determine how close I walk to the Lord. You know, when you're thankful and you've got a thankful heart, you want to be, be in the presence of the one who's done what he's done in our lives. Another thing Thanksgiving will do, it will prevent the sin of complaining about everything or everyone. <laughs> So if you've got a complaint, just start thanking God. When you're in the traffic and the guard zips through the air, just start thanking God for whatever. And that doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> It'll also remove the sinful attraction of worldliness. Because being thankful to God for what He's done in our hearts and what He's done in our lives. In fact, living with a thankful heart produces a life of thankfulness. I just want to share something briefly. Um, you know, last weekend, if you would have noticed... There were no, the team was not here, there were no elders or wives, and you, you know, we weren't all absent. We were away praying and asking God for direction and stuff, and Friday evening we did just that. We worshiped, we prayed, and we asked for direction, and it was good. And Saturday we did the same thing, and it was good. And of course we had a meal and, you know, in between, and everything was good. But I just want to perhaps hone in on what happened on the Sunday morning. At 8 o'clock we, you know, we, we, we went with this attitude for the weekend that, Lord, we want to come into your presence we want to hear from you. We want to lay ourselves down and our intellects and our abilities. We want to lay that down. We want you to speak and we want to hear and we want to know that we've heard. And we want to take that back and we want to, you know, go in 2024. And on the Sunday morning, we started worshiping at 8 o'clock. And then this went on till 20 to 11. But let me tell you what happened. We started worshiping God. We worshiped, we prayed, and then God started to through people, you know, we, the word started to come. And I just want to hone in on the one was from Ezekiel that speaks of, you know, we can be knee-deep, waist-deep in waters, that living water in that word in Ezekiel. But the, 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 um, the, it was sort of, you know, let's get into where it's deep, where it's unpredictable, where the river is guiding, where, in other words, Holy Spirit is leading. That was the one word. Then the other word was, we need to get out the boat. And as we look more at that, we, you know, we, we, the boat can symbolize so many things. It can, be, it can be the way we do things. It can be the way we whatever. But the, the call was you need to get out of the boat and walk on water. That's what you need to do, which once again confirms that Ezekiel word that as you come into my presence and as you seek after me, I will direct. And you need to lay aside of yourself. You need to do that. And you need to just flow, you, you know, don't go after the old one because you know what it is. Go for the new, man. It's unpredictable. And when the Holy Spirit moves, you know, we don't, you know, on a Sunday morning when you're up here facilitating and God starts to move, you've got an idea, but when God says that, you go with it, you really get blessed. If you don't, you miss it. So I just want to tell you that we as a, as a team of, of elders, we left there, well, at 20 to 11, we knew in our hearts that we knew that we knew 
that God has met us, that God has spoken, that God has given us direction. But, you know, it's even more than that. We can't dwell on what happened on Sunday morning. We also realize that every day is a new day to get into his presence, to seek his will, to seek his face, to let his word flow through us, for us as a body to let that flow through us and to come into a place of maturity where we as a body, you know, the word I'm st- I've, I have the privilege of standing up here now sharing, but we don't, that's not only how the world hears the word, because, you know, the world's not in here this morning listening to the sermon, they're living their lives. We've got to go out of here and be the gospel and be the light and be the kingdom to them, and that's really what it's all about, and it's building strong, and, and it's using materials that are good, that are based on the word. So I just wanted to share that, because we were really, really encouraged, and our hearts are really, really changed, and so are our lives, and I'm praying that the evidence of that will flow. All right, lastly, let us look at some reasons um, Paul gave to be thankful. Because you see, thankfulness doesn't just really occur in a vacuum of ignorance. You don't just get up one morning, oh, I want to be thankful. So let's see what Paul had to say. Colossians 1 verse 12 to 14, it says, Giving thanks to the Father, listen to this, who has qualified us, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. That's one thing. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. That's the the other thing. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. I'd like to just read that again. So Paul says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us through the cross, to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in the light, and has delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Now, dear friends, this morning, there are a lot there. You, you know, you're going to have some lists that you filled in. There are going to be a lot of things that, that we are and, and can be thankful for. I know Asaph, if he was here this morning, he wrote in the Psalms, he said, I would have lost hope if I had not seen the goodness of God in the land of the living. So that, was, that is what he was thankful for. But, you know, if, as I read that section in Colossians, I think for me and for probably most of us, the core value of all our thankfulness is this morning is, is in Colossians is found there is that cross where Jesus paid the price, where it was actually me and you, and us, and the world that should have, he came along innocently in our place, took our punishment, paid the price in full, so that we are now qualified to be in his presence, to partake with the sons of God in the light, but more than that, on the third day he rose from the dead, and the same power that raised him from the dead dwells in us, that, that is what I'm essentially and I think eternally thankful and grateful to God for. That is just so amazing. You know, that instead of being lost in the world, yeah, we are walking in God's light, part of his family. But more than that, Keith, more than that, Kevin, I'm looking at you and you haven't raised your hand yet, so that's good. Um, more than that, we've been filled with his spirit and we have the ability through the Holy Spirit to go and take this good news of what's happened to us and share it with the world. And I think for me, I'm so thankful for that. So because of time, I think that's, that's it. I'm not going to do any more scriptures, but I think we, we have a picture of what thankfulness is. So 
in all of our hearts now, we know that once a year we get together and we, and we have a meal and we really make it a day of thanksgiving, but it's a daily occurrence. It's a heart occurrence. It comes from a thankful heart. And when God has done what he's done for me and what he's done for you and what he's done for all of us, in fact, what he's done for the world, how can we not but thank him? How can we not but give him praise?